We're chipping away at everything that isn't you, reconnecting with the part of yourself that loves you unconditionally, sees the real you, and accepts your authentic self. When you disconnect from the opinions of others, work in your mindset, and stand in your power, you feel expanded, alive, and confident. This podcast is where we discuss a range of topics that help you bring you back to your heart space. Topics like body image healing, your relationship with food, mind and body connection, mindset and relationships. We get real, we get messy, we're vulnerable and we're unfiltered. This is Heart Space with Stacey. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to another week of Heart Space with Stacey. This is a delayed episode because finally my neighbor's landscapers have stopped building the fence next to me. I tell you what, it has really put a spanner in the works this week for a lot of my work to be able to record videos, podcasts, um, do a lot of reels and content. So we are back. I am back. And if you are in Australia and Melbourne and I've seen New Zealand looks incredible, how freaking good is it that we are coming into summer? I used to actually think that I was such a winter person because I love being rugged up and nice and warm. But coming into summer, I'm feeling really bloody good. I'm feeling so excited about summer and getting out. And it might just be because the last few summers we've actually been in lockdown and it's the first year in the past two or three years that we've actually been able to do things without restrictions, without having to sign into places and wear masks. And so that just for me feels so freaking exciting. I've also noticed that I harp on a lot about journaling. And if you've listened to the podcast before and you have followed me on Instagram for a while, you know that I'm a very big journaler. And I've started to notice that when I'm in a good place or when I feel like there's not too much to work on, which there's always things to work on, but at the moment I'm at a place in my life where I'm really... I'm in the action. I'm not in the self-reflection or in the self-awareness stage. I'm really in like getting down in the weeds and actually doing things, right? And I've noticed that when I'm in a good place, I say in inverted commas, or there's not too much for me to be self-aware of or for me to be thinking about, I put journaling on the back burner and I have a conscious thought when I go to bed, which is when I journal most of the time, is oh, I should journal, but I'm not, I'm going to read my book instead. And it's really highlighted for me how hard it can be to change habits. And I feel a lot of um, resistance with this because I feel like, well, I don't need it right now. Why do I need to journal when you know I'm currently quite happy with a lot of things in my life? And it has really reminded me that we actually need to have these practices. We need to have these habits in place now so that when you need them, it's kind of like a preventative measure, right? And so I have actually had had to force myself in order to journal every night. And one time last week, not one time, it took, I there was like a gap of like three or four days where I didn't journal, which for me is quite a lot. Um, and so I just wanted to share that and that often we think we only need to do like things like meditation or exercise or eating healthy or journaling or whatever it is when things are bad or when things aren't going right to help bring us up. But in fact, they're actually really important to have as part of our every single day life, as part of our habit, as part of our routine to make sure that we don't get to the place where we need them, where they're more preventative than they are 
um, to help us get out of a particular place. Now, I'm not saying that right now my life is perfect because it's not. And actually, the nights that I have journaled, I've been quite self-reflective of how I've been feeling and um, you know, a lot of things that have been coming up. I'm in, I think I've mentioned in a few episodes ago that I'm in a new relationship. My partner is not in the country. And that has actually, for me, been really challenging because I have never been in a relationship where I've missed someone so much, right? I've been in a relationship before where we started long distance. And at that point in time, I was like, cool, I'm going to enjoy this because basically I can have a boyfriend and also still have my own independence and my life doesn't have to change. And that was probably a red flag that I maybe wasn't ready for a relationship or wasn't right the person, the right person. But this time there's this underlying level of sadness just all day, every day. And it's not necessarily a sadness. It's just a level of missing something. Like you're feeling like something just isn't there or something isn't right. And I could be having the best day. It could be really sunny. Something amazing could happen. And there's just still that underlying level of sadness. And so I've really had to lean into that with my journaling. Um, and being in long distance is obviously really challenging, not just because you're missing that person, but um, the level of trust that is required between two people to be in a long distance relationship is like 100 times that of what you would need and I guess how you'd need to feel if you were in the same city or same country. Um, and so that has been really challenging for me. And I'm going to do a podcast episode on the journey that I've been on and the growth that I've been on that has enabled me to, first of all, call in this incredible person, but that has also enabled me to be the best version of myself and the best um, partner that I can be by healing my own shit right? Because I got to this point and I don't recognize myself in this relationship. That's not true. I do. I always knew that this was inside of me. I always knew that I was capable of um, being this kind of person and having this kind of relationship and having this kind of partnership. <clears throat> but I never had it before because I wasn't self-expressed. I wasn't being my authentic self. I wasn't living my best life. And I would often compromise what was really important to me for another person and for a relationship. And that just brought in the wrong people. I was focused on the wrong things. And I didn't allow myself, I wasn't self-aware enough to know when there were red flags or when something wasn't right. And so I think it's um, important and I'm going to do a whole podcast episode on this probably in the new year. Um, not right now because that's not what we're here to talk about now but just a little life update a little um introspection of my own journaling and my own um journey at the moment and what's going on for me because i want to be open and honest as i can on these podcasts and not just talk about body image and food and i guess things that bring you back to your heart space is that you know the way that I live my life and the things that I have going on in my life and when I focus or when I have challenges that come up, I embody the things that I talk about. I'm not someone that is going to say, you know, do this and I'm going to be doing something differently. I am very much an embodiment of the work that I do in terms of obviously relationship with food and exercise and um, and my body, but in terms of the energetics and in terms of the manifestation, in terms of the mindset, like I have, I am able to teach this stuff because it's, it's just how I live my life now. And so I'm going to share more about that and be a little bit more transparent about, I guess, those kinds of my um, areas of my life, because it's so easy to resonate with. And so many people struggle and go through very similar things. And we often think that we're going through it alone. And this is actually something that I speak with a lot of clients, a lot about with my clients is that everyone 
that I work with pretty much is the same blueprint. They have, they feel the same things. They, you know, everyone is unique, obviously. They have unique situations, but the feelings, the thoughts, the behaviors are very much like cut and paste <laughs> with each other. So I want to share as much as I can, be as transparent as I can, and share what's going on in my life. And it's something that's quite exciting. I'm very, very happy with this relationship and this person, um, an incredible, incredible person. And something that I know that I manifested from doing a lot of my own deep work and really calling in and knowing what I was looking for and who I was looking for. So I'm going to do a podcast episode on that probably in the new year. Um, not right now. Today, I really want to talk about something that has actually come up a few times in um, questions through my Instagram. And that's around how to using pleasure as food and how sorry using pleasure as food, using food as pleasure and how to stop doing that. Because a lot of the women that I speak to, a lot of the women that I work with and men, when they need something good or when they are struggling or when they want to have something positive in their lives or feel some sort of um, pleasure, food is the first thing that they turn to. And that can either lead to a binge or lead to overeating or lead to eating something that they didn't want to eat in the first place. And it is something that is prevalent and rampant, um, especially with people who have had restrictive eating disorders or binge eating or whatever it might be, right? And so how do we actually stop using food as a pleasure point? How do we start to, and not necessarily not use food as pleasure, because I really want to preface this to say that food is pleasurable right? Food tastes good. It gives us something to do. It's something that we need in order to survive. And it's something that we really enjoy. It's a place of connection, of, of pleasure in so many areas. And so you don't have to stop using food as pleasure, but if it's the only thing that you're using as pleasure, then that is when that becomes a problem. And so I'm going to talk about what actually happens when we use food as pleasure and how to stop doing that. And <clears throat> it actually has nothing to do with food so when we are using food as pleasure by the way there's something um interesting that happens with our brain's chemistry and you might have heard of dopamine and serotonin before and they're essentially our feel-good hormones our feel-good neurotransmitters and they are uh, we get a dopamine and serotonin hit when you get something pleasurable whether that be something from you know a compliment from other people or uh, we might have trained ourselves to be get pleasure from the food and so if you are someone who is searching for pleasure or who is in a really bad place and you reach to food to give you some sort of hit or some sort of pleasure or relief you are triggering a dopamine um excretion in, in your brain where you're essentially training your brain to release dopamine when you have that food so you're getting a hit of this feels good i feel good right in this moment even if in the long term it's not going to make you feel good you're getting that instant dopamine hit right and so that is a chemical reaction to food that you have in your brain and it's not necessarily to the food it's to the pleasure okay so you don't actually get dopamine hits from food it's not like i'm going to say you know chocolate gives you dopamine it's the pleasure that you get from that that chocolate it's the pleasure that you get from eating that food so if you are constantly turning to food for pleasure and if you're constantly getting pleasure from food you're just training yourself even more and more to continuously seek out that dopamine hit it's like training your brain to want it and then when you get it it's like a bigger hit so 
something that is really important in in really understanding this is that even if in the long term eating is going to give you more pain than it is pleasure you are not consciously thinking about that when you're searching for food because humans will go to great extent great extent will go to great lengths to seek pleasure and avoid pain right so if in the moment you are feeling pain if you're feeling uh, frustrated if you're feeling tired if you're feeling rejected whatever that feeling is for you you are subconsciously going to do what you can to seek pleasure and avoid that pain and food is something that is readily available it is cheap it's very accessible and it gives you pleasure so obviously it's going to be one of the first things that you reach for especially if you've been in this cycle of reaching for it before because now you've trained yourself to look for it so it's accessible it's 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 easy for you to get and it's easy for you to derive pleasure from so the thing is, let's not look at how can I stop using food as pleasure, because that is actually when we start to run into issues of the restrict and binge cycle. If we start to limit the food that we have because we're like, I'm sick of using this as pleasure, I'm sick of overeating this food, we're going to restrict it, we're going to feel like we want it more, we're going to uh, trigger more chemical reactions in our body to actually search for that food and then we're going to get a greater dopamine hit when we actually get it so we're actually train the more you restrict the more you're training yourself to actually look for that food right so what we actually want to do is what other ways can we bring pleasure into our lives there's a I'm not too sure if any if you know about the masculine and feminine and masculine energy and feminine energy has nothing to do with being male or female it's not gendered or sex every single person has masculine energy and feminine energy masculine energy is when you're in your wounded masculine which is very much what i used to be in and i've done a lot of healing to get out of this whole other podcast episode but when you're in your wounded masculine, you're intensely rigid. You're always focused on doing, 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 go, 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 have to always be hustling, have to always be doing something, right? You can be very reactive. You can be very controlling. You can be very stuck in your ways. And this is how I was when I was, when I had disordered eating is that I was so rigid. I had to eat at specific meal at a specific time exactly the right amount of food i was very controlling and i was very much in my head and when you're in a wounded masculine you are literally just operating from your head in a logical very um very task orientated very goal orientated very like i have to do xyz in order to get where i want to be going okay and it is good to be able to have masculine energy everyone in them has masculine energy and if we didn't have that we wouldn't actually get anything done but it needs to be um balanced and work in polarity with the feminine energy and when you're in your wounded feminine a lot of the time this is when people will be looking for things like food as pleasure we are so out of touch with our feminine and our masculine energies is that we are always looking for and the feminine energy by the way is like in your flow state it's it's that surrendering it's allowing yourself to be it's it's the creativity it's the 
um, the surrender in terms of like, I don't have to control this, just letting go. And so if you imagine the masculine and feminine energy where the masculine energy is like a riverbed and it creates the structure and it creates the direction. And then the feminine energy is like the water that flows through the riverbed, right? So you need two of them to operate properly. You need the masculine in order to put the structures in place, to give you direction, to give you um, action. And you also need the feminine energy in order to give you the creativity, the flow, the surrender, the be. And so when this comes into relation with our food, if we are in our wounded feminine, we are always looking for pleasure. We are always in the flow. We don't have that control. We don't have that um, task orientated. We're always just over emotional. We are sometimes smothering. We are always looking for that pleasure. We're not actually able to give ourselves um, and that pleasure is over comes from overeating. That is like where the binge eating can come from, right? Because we're just in our wounded feminine. So when you actually allow yourself to have pleasure in other areas, when you are stepping into your grounded, into your strong feminine energy, as well as healing the masculine energy, you have a really powerful way of being able to allow yourself surrender and allow yourself pleasure in more areas of your life. Okay, because a lot of the time when we are in a wounded feminine or a wounded masculine, we are so focused on always trying to control on always trying to be and that it goes from one end of the spectrum to the other. So we might be so controlling, always trying to be really rigid and have all of these rules with our food. And that is the wounded masculine. And when that gets falls to shit, we go straight to the wounded feminine where we're overeating, we're binge eating, we're too much in our in our um, wounded feminine and we can't stop. So what we actually need to do is find a really happy medium and a balance between those. And one way we can do this and one way that I worked on doing this is being able to actually find pleasure and find surrender and trust and being in other areas of my life that had nothing to do with food. Because when you are a fully integrated human being and you are happy with your career, your relationship, your body, like everything that is going on in your life, you don't overeat, you don't binge eat, you don't, um, you don't turn to food as pleasure because you have other pleasurable outlets. And that's not to say you're not going to get pleasure from food, but it's not the first thing that you turn to, right? So in order to do this, it's like, okay, where am I limiting myself pleasure in other areas of my life? Am I actually allowing myself to have fun? Am I allowing myself to be creative? Am I allowing myself to do things just for the sake of freaking doing it that doesn't have an outcome attached to it? Because I can guarantee you that not many people actually stop and do things just for fun. Like you might go and you know, go see your friends for coffee or go out for dinner and do things that are fun. But it's kind of like within these constrained rules and within this like tight little container. When was the last time you actually just played a game and you were allowing yourself to just like laugh? When was the last time that you painted or got a canvas and just like drew some things? When was the last time that you went to like paintball or bowling or you just, you know, did something fun for the sake of it? Because as adults, we start to brings so much seriousness into everything that we do and it's actually something that a lot of things that we can learn from children who just are in their their flow state a lot of the time they're creative they're just having fun they're you know they're making up games they're in their creative mindset where they're being just themselves and they don't have any rules or limitations on what that looks like so 
I challenge you to look at your life and ask yourself, well, where am I actually limiting my pleasure? Okay. And pleasure could be going out and just playing a game. Pleasure could be like reading a book and just allowing yourself that time and space to sit on the couch and do nothing for 20 minutes where you're allowing yourself to be in your feminine energy and you can just read a book without having to do anything. Where can you allow some spaciousness and some creativity and some flow into your life without having to control, without having to have an outcome attached to it, right? If you're someone who likes painting, like over lockdown, I started painting on canvases. I am not an artist. I didn't paint because I'm a good painter, right? I didn't paint to have a finished product. I didn't paint to have something that I could um, hang on my wall. I painted for the pure pleasure and the process of just being in my feminine, being creative, doing something that I wouldn't usually do, putting some music on and just allowing myself to kind of do whatever came to me. And that is the essence of doing things for pleasure, of being bringing pleasure into your life and allowing yourself to be and do without the outcome attached to it, without that masculine energy attached to it. So how can you bring yourself back into your feminine energy so you're not in that wounded feminine? One thing that I get um, a lot of my clients to do if we're working on this is taking themselves out for dates because a lot of the time we are, as women especially, we are so focused on always making sure the people are around us are happy, are fulfilled, are satisfied with you have kids, you're probably the last person that you look after. Okay. Now, if you are someone who turns to food as pleasure, there is no wonder that you are looking for pleasure from food. And if you have kids, and if you're not actually taking care of yourself, because you want something for yourself, you want to feel something that is pleasurable, that is nice, that is enlightening, that tastes good. And because you're not having that sort of experience anywhere else in your life. So getting in your feminine energy, allowing yourself to just do and be and, and getting back in touch with your inner child by having fun and allowing yourself to actually do that without needing an outcome attached to it is one of the really important ways and a, quite a powerful way that we can actually stop using food as pleasure, okay? Another thing that I, I hope my mom doesn't listen to this because sorry, mom, but another thing that I, you know, you can bring pleasure into your life is obviously through sex or through self-play. Okay. I <laughs> tell you what, one of the sex toys that I have, um, is a freaking game changer. Okay. Allowing yourself, and this is a really good way to connect with your body as well. The amount of women that I speak to who have stopped giving themselves orgasms or don't prioritize their own pleasure is astounding. If you are not having orgasms, I went through a period where I, <laughs> for two weeks, I read this book called Pussy, and it's quite a crass, it's not really crass, it's quite a crass name for a book, but it's essentially about getting into your feminine energy, feeling and, and like being just all of your womanness. And I started for two weeks, started the day every single day with an orgasm. And I tell you what, my days were so freaking happy and positive when you start with an orgasm, okay? Whether that is self-play with a partner, with a sex toy, whatever it is, bring pleasure into your life that is not focused just on food connect with your body in ways and get back into your feminine essence and your feminine energy by allowing yourself to have pleasure okay my if anyone wants a recommendation for a sex toy that is just freaking amazing i got one called the empress 2 from vush and it is mind-blowing 
I cannot tell you how incredible that thing is. It's great with sex as well. You can use it with a partner, you can use it on yourself. But I highly, highly, highly recommend getting back in touch with your own pleasure in ways that you haven't done before. Start with whatever you feel comfortable with. And sex and orgasms are actually quite interesting because when you don't have them, you kind of think about them less, right? If you go through a period of like not having sex or not having orgasms or whatever, you don't crave it as much. And it's actually kind of the same with food, okay? When you first stop using food as pleasure, when you first stop binge eating, because you've got that taste in your mouth, you know how good it feels, you know, you know the taste, you kind of crave it more. But there's this point in time where you haven't had it, not for the reasons of like restriction, you just haven't had it because you haven't felt like it. And you kind of forget about it, right? I used to love chocolate. I used to crave chocolate. And the more that I craved and had chocolate, the more I would crave and have chocolate. I have, I mean, I had some chocolate last week, but I haven't bought chocolate in probably a month. And that's not because I'm restricting myself. I just forget about it because it's not part of my everyday routine anymore at the moment. And now I'll go through phases of wanting it and not wanting it. But it is very much the same with pleasure and sex. If you're not allowing yourself to have the pleasure, you kind of don't think about it until you get to a point where you're like, oh my God, I haven't had this in so long. And now I'm basically a virgin again. And I just need something to get me off. Right. And it's the same with food. If you have something, you're going to crave it more. And the less you have it, the less you crave it. So it's honestly like, where can you bring pleasure into your life that isn't related on food? And sex is obviously a very easy, accessible one if you're doing it yourself. If you don't have a partner, or even if you do have a partner, they don't always have to be involved. Get back in touch with your body. Get back in touch with the feminine. Allow yourself pleasure. Give yourself pleasure. You are. This is something that I am amazed with, with the human body, right? Women have a particular body part where its sole purpose of existing the only reason it exists in our body is to give us pleasure. The only reason, okay? Men have a penis that they pee from and they use as a sex phallus, right? Women have a specific part on their body that is just used for pleasure. How freaking amazing is that? Use it. My permission, get yourself off. Not that you need it, but you know, use, use what you can with what you have. So just to recap, in order to stop using food as a way to get pleasure is where are you actually limiting pleasure in your life? How can you bring more pleasure into your life? Whether that is with your feminine energy, whether that's with having fun, going out and playing games and bringing small pleasurable bits into your every single day life. Right. And it's also about bringing, um, allowing yourself that pleasure in other areas, really harnessing the masculine and feminine energy and healing that wounded, that wounded feminine and getting in touch with your inner child. Something about your inner child is when it comes up and when you feel like you need pleasure or where you need, you know, you want to reach for food or you're struggling or you are in a position where you're frustrated and you just want an outlet, asking yourself, how would I actually comfort a child right now? What would a child need in this moment? Because 
we forget that we were once children and there's actually still your inner child inside you. You still have that five, two, three-year-old little girl inside of you. So how would you comfort her? If a child was struggling right now, what would you do in order to comfort that child? Listen to the answer and then do that for yourself. Okay, so get back in touch with your playfulness, get back in touch with that surrenderness, that flirty, fun, flow, creativeness. Allow yourself to have pleasure in other areas of your life and have fun, comfort your inner child. And when you start to do this religiously, and when you start to bring things like this into your every single day life, food is now not the only place that you're going to get pleasure from. Because now we're focusing on bringing pleasure into every single other aspect of your life and you have pleasure in multiple outlets every single day yeah so focusing on bringing pleasure into your life healing that wounded feminine and get out of that wounded masculine you don't need to be rigid you don't need to be controlling you don't need to be tight bring it back to the feminine that flow creative state and i can guarantee you that over time you're going to start stop looking to food as pleasure so thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope this has been helpful for you as always. And if you're not on my email list or you're not following me on Instagram, I have made one of my most successful group coaching programs, The Empowered Woman, available online for 80% of the normal price. This is a program where women came to me when they were really rigid with their health and their exercise. They were really scared of food they were really speaking to themselves really poorly they didn't feel good in their bodies and they had a one-dimensional view of health that was only related to how they looked this program is mind body and soul where i take the participants through really understanding what health actually is for them really changing their views on food and exercise really understanding what it looks and feels like to live a soul aligned life and the women that have been through this program before have literally done a 180 on their health they started enjoying exercise again they stopped binge eating they started to find a really joyous and fun relationship with food they improved their sleep routine they left jobs that they didn't want to do because they wanted to work for themselves and this is more than just food body and exercise this is really understanding how do i want to be living my life and then taking you through the steps of how to do that with mood mind body and soul in tandem Right. And so I have made this available for an online course where there's not a live coach component. You have access to it for life and it's available right now for $279. It's usually a $1,200 program. And I am probably going to kick myself for doing this because it is ridiculous price and it's only for the month of December. So if you want to work on this for this year, coming into Christmas might be a really good time to start that or save it until the new year, you have it available to you whenever you purchase it. So it's available for you now. I will put it in the show notes. It is one of my most loved and precious and successful programs. And it was just sitting there because I hadn't run it in a year and I felt selfish. I just needed to share it. So I've made it really accessible and really available and it will be in the show notes if you want to check that out. Otherwise, thank you for listening. I really appreciate you being here. I love chatting. I love talking about these things and I look forward to being in your ear holes again very soon.